Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to PS10 Radio. I am your host, Angelon, and today um, we have um, a special guest, and before we get into that, I just want to clarify what PS10 Radio is. It's basically um, another avenue that Positive Steps 10 LLC is um, using to provide information and resources to empower parents. Um, especially step-parents and um, individuals to be the best you. And I am the founder and CEO of Positive Steps 10, and you can check us out online at the website. I'm very excited today because we have a special guest in the house, my fellow Western Michigan University Bronco, Dr. Trina Copeland. And she is known for her ability to, to walk others through the pain of their past so that they can excel in their future. Dr. Trina Copeland, her bio is available on our website, www.positivesteps10.com. Today she will be talking to us about how we can model healthy relationships for our children. Um, Welcome, Dr. Trina Copeland. Hello there. How are you? Good. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm so excited because um, I just kind of reached out to Dr. Copeland because I felt like um, just um, that it was very important to like talk about um, the foundation of the family and her and I really connected with that topic and I was like this will be good I'm gonna have her on so I'm just so <laughs> glad that you were able and willing to put us in your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so glad I was available yeah. to be a part of this. Like you said, I was so happy when we just were genuine, you know, connected um, just on the phone, just catching up, and then to see that that conversation led to something um, that could be beneficial to others. I was like, oh, I'd love to be a part of that. So I am flattered that you felt like our conversation was pleasant enough to say let's expand it to um, a larger viewing audience to participate in that dialogue. So thank you for having me today. Yes, 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 yes. I love to help others. I'm especially passionate about helping fellow parents um, as I have, you know, two kids myself. I know you have two little ones Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, we all in this together. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So just for our listeners, if you have a question for Dr. Copeland as we get started with our conversation, you may call in at 646-716-8208. So um, just to start off, I really want to hear from Dr. Copeland as far as what does a healthy relationship look like? Well, I think when it comes to healthy relationships, one of the most beneficial things that is necessary for it to be healthy is I think it's important to be a complete and whole person first. And Mm -hmm. I say that in the reference that a lot of times we get into relationships and we say, oh, you're my better half or Mm -hmm. um, I feel complete with I'm with you. I can appreciate those sentiments, but I'd rather you be a whole person when you come to the table. And I believe I believe that when we come together, we should complement one another. So where maybe I am not as great in one thing, you're better at it. So we complement one another, not necessarily you feel something in me that I should feel myself. So Right. um, It's not like you're you're putting up pieces together. You're already together. Absolutely. So I think that when you are 
in touch with who you are, what are the things that make you tick, the more awareness you have of yourself, the healthier you you are, Mm -hmm. which means you're going to attract to you people who are reflective of that level of health. You know, the term birds of a feather flock together. Well, that's true. That is, that's true. And so when I am in a healthy place, the people who want to connect with me are healthy. The people who I connect with are healthy. We're not in this position where one of us is lacking. And if we are, we're there to encourage and to build the person to get to where they need to be. So I think, you know, one of those components of being in a healthy relationship is first being healthy yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. Another thing that's reflective of healthy relationships is being an effective communicator. I know too many times, you know, being able to communicate is thrown around constantly. But truth is, Mm -hmm. is how else is someone supposed to engage you if you can't convey your thoughts and your feelings? You know, and and to be able to share that with someone without it coming in a place of anger, without it being something where I'm sarcastic, without it being something where I am um, contemptuous or I'm belittling of you, Mm -hmm. says a lot about how I can or can't effectively communicate with you. So I think that, you know, being able to share your thoughts and have an element of vulnerability with someone where I don't fear that there's going to be a backlash from it creates a right. space for us um, to be healthy. Uh, also, another reflection of healthy relationships is the ability to establish boundaries. You know, oh, too many yeah. times people think that boundaries, right? Exactly. People think that boundaries mm-hmm. is pushing someone away, but if you think about a boundary, sometimes it's just keeping something out that doesn't need to be added to your life. You know, something as simple as in your Mm -hmm. own house where you shut a door, I shut that door for a reason. It wasn't to punish you. Right. It wasn't to punish you. It wasn't to lock you in. It was to say, we need a space. We need a moment. And I know that this is a physical boundary that I need to create for me. And so I think healthy relationships, Mm -hmm. um, Definitely have those those components that are um, connected to it. I think those are, you know, yeah. necessary, if that makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, I mean, I, I've been – that's why we connect so well, because what we've been talking about on Positive Steps 10 Radio for usually during our self-care segments, we talk about mm-hmm. creating those healthy boundaries and how necessary they are to our mental health and just no mm-hmm. drama to our relationships. Mm-hmm. We need boundaries. That's so important. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times we're we're in a place where we think that we're always, supposed, especially as moms, that we're supposed to give and give and give and give and be there available to your kids. But the truth is, is if I have nothing inside of me to give to you, then what else is there to give? If I've taken a pitcher of water and I poured all the water out, the only way to refill that pitcher is to actually put something back in it. So Mm -hmm. sometimes healthy boundaries means that it's okay to say no without an explanation behind it. My no Mm -hmm. is an answer. If I say right. no, I'm unavailable, then that should be the end of it. If I just say no, that's a complete sentence. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. <laughs> we feel like we have to say more behind it. And so I think part of the challenge yeah. is being comfortable with setting boundaries and saying it's okay to take care of me, not in a manner that punishes others or, or makes you mm-hmm. to feel, be selfish. You know, we're in this day and age where people are blocking, deleting, unfollowing, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever yeah, terms without, that they use in yeah. their life. But, right. you know, the truth and is, you know, if it's not beneficial, you have to say, I need to remove this from my space. I need to take this away right. from me. So it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. okay to do that. It's okay. Yeah. And I think that brings us back to the communication point that you made, just the fact that, you know, sometimes if it's relationships that, you know, like family or something we know, people we know are reoccurring mm-hmm. in our life or in our daily life, mm-hmm. then we, we might need to just communicate to them and say, you know, it's just in my best interest that I got to, you know, I got to, you know, create this boundary. I got to, you know, mm-hmm. say no to this or I have to mm-hmm. separate myself from that or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, but we have to communicate and that's what makes that important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a necessity. And unfortunately, you know, I think a lot of times we don't know how to communicate because if you think about it, it as an adult, you have to think about the healthy relationships you saw around you. 
what mm-hmm. was an attribute of a relationship that you said, I really loved how they did that. I don't want to be them, but I want to be mm-hmm. able to say, I want to be able to practice some of the things that they did. And, and sometimes, not saying all, but sometimes we grow up in families and family dynamics where we didn't see what a healthy relationship looked like. Or right. if it was modeled, we weren't able to discuss it or understand it so that when it came our time to be in a relationship, like how do we practice this? How do we make mistakes and say it's okay to make mistakes? Right. How, do we, how do we figure it out? And, you know, it, it's funny that we have all these self-help and go for this type of training <laughs> and get this type of – but when it comes to parenting, sometimes we don't get what we need out of that, you know, right. as far as – feeling comfortable enough to ask a question and say, I need your help. How did you sort this out? You know, usually when we come together, right. it's more of a, co- a complaint about everything. Crisis, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not yeah. necessarily a solution. It's not a, right. you know, how, how can I figure this thing out? How can I make this work? And, you know, fortunately, I've had the opportunity in my training and in the work that I've done for over 18 years to be able mm-hmm. to see all the different dynamics that have played out in families, how they play out in relationships, whether it's a parent-child relationship, whether it's a um, partner relationship, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had the opportunity to see some of those markers of, oh, this is okay. This is going to make it. Or right. you just need a few more tools in your backpack mm-hmm. to help you to get through this process. And so I think the hardest step is being able to step forward and say, I need help. And then Mm -hmm. once you say, I need help, being able to find that help. And that could be in people that are um, experienced in their life of what they've encountered. It could be someone who's trained in the work that they do. It it can come in so many different ways that we just have to be open to receiving those components and then saying, I think this will work. And you test it out. And if it doesn't, you say, nope, that didn't work. (laughs) And it's okay. Right. Practicing it and finding what tools work for you because once it clicks it clicks and when it doesn't you pretty much know that's that's not a good fit and it's okay to move on and say let me pull out you know another thing it's a multiple choice option there's no one way to be parent of a great parent there's no one way to be you know the type of person you want to be it just takes time and uh mistakes and growth and support Mm -hmm. from people around you that you think can help you to get there so it's it's a number of different Mm -hmm. facets there's no magic formula at all (laughs) at all and even like when you were talking about um how we grow up and we may or may not see healthy relationships modeled for us it just made me realize that a lot of times like even for my own parents when I remember them growing I mean like if you were to ask me now about my parents I would be like oh my gosh like you know they were so close and they were so Mm -hmm. you know until my father passed away they were very close you know my mother was by his side every single day he was when mm. he was healthy he was taking her to work and everything they did everything mm-hmm. together holding hands in public they would cuddle <laughs> on the couch everything but mm-hmm. people fail to realize that they had to go through things and overcome obstacles to get there like mm-hmm. it just didn't happen like that you know they went they had mm-hmm. their issues there were things that were happening but it, yeah. You know, they, they worked at it, communication, like you said, kind mm-hmm. of, you know, ch- changing the way they thought about things, the way they did things so that they could click better mm-hmm. and be a better role model. But it just doesn't automatically happen. So, you mm-hmm. know, even for myself, when, when I became an adult and got into my relationships, I just thought it would just, I would just automatically have what they had. But they have been mm-hmm. through so much, you know, that mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know. Like you said, the secrets, right. the things that we don't know about, that's mm-hmm. why they are who they were. And I had to, mm-hmm. you know, I knew where I wanted to be, I guess. I, I right. saw the end result in them. I just didn't know how to get there. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think there's nothing wrong with, as people like to say, hashtag relationship goals. Like, we can see the picture right. um, of what people present to us. Especially if it's through social media, you only gonna get a picture. Oh of that. yeah. But when you are <laughs> connected in the rela- right, but when you're in co- when you're connected in relationship with someone, um, especially people that you trust, you want that space to be able to say, "Hey, I'm struggling with something. Can we talk?" 
And mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is, is that more times than not, we have way more things in common than we thought. We just don't talk about right. it. We right. just assume mm-hmm. I'm the only one who struggles with a child who may or may not experience depression or a child who has mm-hmm. esteem issues or a child who struggles with just feeling good about themselves or just loving themselves. Right. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's we are, or even a child that's, you know, challenged educationally. Or a child that is just difficult in behavior. You know, you think you're the only one, and then you are sometimes embarrassed. You feel like Mm -hmm. you did something wrong. You feel like, what did I do here? They're not this idea of what they should be. And I think sometimes the disappointment comes because we have an uh, expectation of what we think that child should become, when in essence, Mm -hmm. we just have to meet meet that kid where they're at, you know. And I... Yeah, and you know it's funny. For example, so my oldest, for I think I think all of his fourth grade school year, he's a fifth grader now. All of his fourth grade school year, the beginning of the year, my youngest son and I, we'd be outside waiting in the car, waiting for him to get out of school. Fifteen, twenty minutes. I'm like, what is this kid doing? Like, I'm sitting right. in the parking lot. Folks are leaving. Buses are gone. Like, where is my child? So. <laughs> Literally, that's what it was. And I was I was so angry. I mean, literally yelling at him when he would get in the car, like, what are you doing? Where are you being? We're standing outside right. this cold waiting on you. This, you know, losing my time, just losing all kind of cool points completely. And mm-hmm. it took a moment, but I stopped and I said, what are you doing that's taking you so long to come outside? And then he would start right. telling me, oh, I was helping the teacher do this, or I was holding the door for this person. This person lost Aww. something in the classroom. I was So as I listened to my kid tell me that he genuinely was helping other people, it wasn't that he was in there mm-hmm. doing, you know, lollygagging or, you know, I'm going to yeah. make my mom sit outside, I'm going to punish her. He was yeah. demonstrating, <laughs> right, he was demonstrating his love language, which is acts yeah. of service. Yes. And when I realized in that conversation, because I literally had to step back and listen to him and say, what are you doing? It's like, let me calm down. I'm being ridiculous every day, you know, bring it down a notch, Trina. And so when he told me all right. he was doing, I said, this joker is doing acts of service. He is giving uh-huh. people his love language, which is genuinely what right. happens when we have a when we have our love language, we usually give our love language to people instead of understanding right. mm-hmm. that everybody's love language is different. So when right. I realized this, I then said, I need to meet this kid where he's at. I'm not going to punish mm-hmm. him because we're outside waiting, you know, 20 extra minutes to get out the building. I then said, okay, here's a solution. If you're going to take that long to come out the building, I'm going to go and sit in the car. Your brother and I will be parked in this area my car will always be over here, and I'll wait for you. Mm-hmm. So try right. your best to get to get out here sooner than later, please. I appreciate you helping right. everybody, but mm-hmm. be mindful of the time. And right. so after that conversation, completely different pickups. I wasn't angry. I wasn't frustrated. Yeah, I just right. sat in the car and waited. And it was because I took the space to talk to him not in anger, mm-hmm. but to talk to him to mm-hmm. genuinely understand what was happening. And he explained it. And because I had the information of love languages, I said, oh, this is his love language. He's, he's in there helping right. everybody. And, do, you know, being, being everybody to the world type deal. So it, right. it tickled me, but it also put me in a space to say, you got to meet him where he's at. And I've been living mm-hmm. long enough that he's not going to know what I know. He's 10. Right. He's not going to have the concept of a 40-plus-year-old person and experience it. He's going to meet me right where he's at. So I have to step back and meet him where he's at. And not to discourage who he is, but to support him and then put boundaries in it and saying, your brother and I are outside (laughs) waiting in the car. You know that we have other things to do when we get home. So I need you to be outside by by this time, please. And so he had a little, little fitness watch on his wrist. I said, check the time. And Aww. if you see that you're here, get, get yourself out in the car, please, so we can go home because I don't want to sit in the parking lot all day, you know. So right. it just became a, a different kind of conversation. And so I think being able to step back 
and model for him that it's okay to help others, but also know that there's limits to how much you can and cannot give to people when you have other people waiting on you. You have to find a balance. Mm -hmm. And so that moment was a teachable moment, not just for him, but for me. It was. Step back, you know. You can't be angry at him because he's doing good. Like, really, Mm -hmm. you can't be upset with anything. I can say, oh, my gosh, that's so nice of you. So, I think right, and even know, modeling yeah. for your youngest son that you know exactly. it's okay to help others, and you know mm-hmm. you you know respond calmly to other people and see what's going on before mm-hmm. you go off, and it, that it's, that's, mm-hmm. that was excellent, excellent. Thanks. <laughs> you did good. Cause I would have been like, I'll come in twenty minutes later, and I hope you come out. <laughs> that we have to just step back and kind of say, who who is this kid, this person? Because we're our child's first teacher, Mm -hmm. you know, before they even get to the school, before they even reach that point of preschool or kindergarten, we are the ones that model for them. So when you hear small children cussing and fussing and people are like, I don't know how they well, think about what they're hearing. They're cussing and fussing because who's cussing and fussing at them? Or right. who are they yeah. around that they hear this language and then you want to punish the child? No, the child is only mm-hmm. mimicking what you demonstrate. So right. yeah. your child is a bully and maybe right. is aggressive and, and attacking. Okay, well, let me step back and examine what's happening at home to say, mm-hmm. what are we putting in you that's creating this person because we literally are molding them. We're molding them. Yes, we are. And they're going to do, whether we tell them or not, they're going to do what they see us do. Oh, absolutely. Actions always speak much louder than words. So when you see certain behaviors manifesting, you have to step back and say, hmm, so let's look at and take an inventory as to where this is coming mm-hmm. from. Why? You know, because I think there are some things that are just natural, like just that's just your personality. That's who you are. That's who you were born. That's, you know, I laugh. My husband and I are, you know, as far as personality-wise, people are just like, that's interesting. Your husband doesn't talk. And I say, oh, but he does. He He's an right. extrovert talk to me. with people okay. that he's closest to. <laughs> right. And he's an introvert with those he doesn't know as well. Well, my oldest right. literally is just like his father. My little one oh, wow. is just like me, personality-wise. <laughs> and so right. it's it's funny to see these miniature versions of us growing up mm-hmm. and saying, ooh, mm-hmm. good gravy. They are. We right. teach them that. It's just, that's part of who they are. And so now it's my yeah. job as a parent to say, how can I nurture and develop you to become who you want to become, but also modeling for you healthy behaviors. You know, it's okay to, again, be nice and help others. It's okay to have a space to be quiet and it's okay to, you know, be more reserved. It's okay to be the class entertainer, but let's put it in, you know, boundaries of you can't do the whole day. You have to do this time of day or, you know, it's, it's just a matter of the balance. And I think, that when, again, we take the time and the space to know not just ourselves, but to know our kids um, and to really reflect on what what type of person am I wanting to create in this world, then you become mindful of, yeah, what kind of things am I demonstrating? Again, when I've seen small children like five and under or maybe older, you know, mm-hmm. just ripping, just the worst mouth ever, and I'm thinking, no one taught you that. Or right. you know, children repeat things that their parents have said at home. And as a person of color, I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. You know, for me, for those who don't know, I live in um, an area that is predominantly white. And so, mm-hmm. <laughs> again, it's it's a different type of experience when I have children of color growing up in a predominantly different environment. And, and you can't tell me right. kids don't see color because my little one, yeah. he was probably – first grade, when I realized he knew color, he saw that there was a big distinction. He referenced um, <laughs> white people as peach people. And I was just like, wait, what? And we were going to school. I was dropping him off. And he said, why is there so many of them? Yeah, he said, why are there so many of them? 
And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he started, like, pointing people out. He was like, the peach ones. Why are there so many peach ones? And I instantly laugh. But here he is, like, five or six years old, but he sees that there's a difference. He yeah. saw the distinction. And so we had a conversation, like, oh, honey, we live in an area where there, in his terms, are more peach people than there are brown people. And I said, but mm-hmm. it's okay. You know, just like when we go to other places, I said, we may see more brown people than we see peach people. I said, it just depends on where right. we're at. I said, but we, your dad and I, pick an area that is more peach people. And so mm-hmm. at that age, it just demonstrated, okay, he sees a difference. He understands right. there's a difference. And we just, I just kind of was tickled, but to this day, I still get tickled when I'm like, oh my gosh, he's called people peach. But, you know, it's right. those types of things when your kids are that young that, again, you have the opportunity, depending on how your children are with other people, when those kids or other kids are at your house and you hear the language that they all use with one another, you have a chance, mm-hmm. as I like to say, to ear, to ear hustle. And that right. is somewhat reflective of the environment they grow up in. You know, and that, mm-hmm. again, if the language in your home reflects, what your child is saying, they're going to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Not because they right. don't, do or don't know any better. They're just repeating what they heard. And so, you know, our joke was, is there are little ears in the room. Okay, well, let's, we'll right. table this conversation till later. Even if it was this, mm-hmm. my husband and I discussing something that had nothing to do with him, it would just say, let's, we'll talk later. That, that was our thing, right. we'll talk later. Okay. Because that mm-hmm. for us was, they're too young to be exposed to certain conversations. And so I think, again, modeling, what right. things they should be exposed to and what things you say, no, you know, let's let's keep them innocent as long as possible and, you know, not stress about their right. things. But, you know, again, it, 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 it comes from a place of genuine care and concern and making sure that we model for them what a healthy relationship is. Are we perfect? Oh, God, no. <laughs> right. There are plenty right. of days where we, we mess up. We all do as parents where we said something we yeah. shouldn't have said. We disciplined them out of anger or mm-hmm. we just reacted because we're human and we have emotions right. and we're tired and we're hungry and we get hangry. Like we, we have it all too. So I think yeah, if we as parents can step back to sometimes and just slow things down and, and again, be okay with saying, I messed up. I messed yeah. up. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. And, and own it. Huge. Yeah, own it and be be responsible for it. Right. And I like that you said teachable moments because that's really what a lot of parenting is. You really can't predict a lot of stuff. Like you said, kids have (laughs) traits, personality traits from us, but we Mm -hmm. can't really predict their behavior, predict what they're thinking Mm -hmm. or what they're going to be exposed to. And that's where Mm -hmm. communication comes in again. Mm -hmm. Just keep that open door communication with your kids so you can talk about those times where the peach people may not be acting very nice (laughs) or the brown Mm -hmm. people are not being nice to other people or to them or, Mm -hmm. you know, having a good relationship with your kids models them being able Mm -hmm. to have a healthy relationship with others as well. Yeah, absolutely. Just like even when you said, you know, I know you have – listeners who may be a divorced parents or a separated parents, mm-hmm. you know, co- co-parenting is important. It's extremely right. important and valuable because your children are going to watch. And, and as much as we think they don't see things, oh, they see a lot. They see a lot. They hear a lot. And then you, you don't know it until they pose a question or they say something and make sure you say, uh-oh, they – they, right. they saw more than I just. So I think even, you know, whether you're married or you're dating or you're cohabitating or you're co-parenting or you're whatever stage you're in in a relationship with someone else, your children are always going to be watching you. And you're mm-hmm. the first relationship that they kind of identify to see what it is that they do or don't value and appreciate, you know, what they think, right. you know, I, you know, I've seen people who grew up in families where their parents, they say, they said as adults, like, oh my gosh, they should have divorced because it was horrible. But the parents right. never knew the magnitude of what their kids saw, but they're thinking, well, right. they, they thought they the were high the kids. Right. We'll stay together for the sake of the kids. And there's more damage being done than good. 
And then you have those parents mm-hmm. who split up and then they can't communicate. And so right. everything's an argument. And then your kids are watching yeah. it. And so your kids are, are responding accordingly. So I think, again, if, if we look at the level of influence we have in the lives of our mm-hmm. children, I think sometimes we'll probably step back and make different decisions. Like, oh, somebody really is. Like, literally, someone is watching you. And, right. again, you may not know it or realize how much they are, but if you can demonstrate for them, yes, we're not going to stay together, it's not working out, but we put forth every effort to communicate and convey to one another. You know, co-parenting, I think it'd be just as challenging as being married to someone because you have schedules and you have to figure out a plan and you have to you have right. to communicate. You have to have this yeah. constant interaction because that person isn't going anywhere. They're going to, well, right. hopefully they're not going anywhere. There are those situations mm-hmm. where one parent just disappears. But, you know, for right. the majority, for those who stick around and say, we're going to figure this out, you know, the hope is, is that um, they can say, you know what, we can't do this ourselves. There's too many landmines. Mm-hmm. We need to go and talk to somebody and get some assistance. And this is why I think that it's so important to go to counseling. You know, I don't say it mm-hmm. just because, I am in the profession. I say it because mm-hmm. you there are so helpful. many secrets. Yeah, so many secrets that can, can manifest, so many hurts and disappointments that we try to mask that mm-hmm. we we don't realize what we're doing even to ourselves. And so I think when we right. go into a space where I need to talk to someone to help them give me a different perspective, to step back and say, you know, I want to be able to say certain things without judgment. Sometimes a third-party person is the best way to go because the most that they want to do is to see you to get to a better space. I value Mm -hmm. the work that I do because people trust me enough to sit across from me and to dump the ugliest things about themselves with me. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's sacred. It's a space that I honor. Because they don't, they let me walk with them, if that makes sense. They let me walk Mm -hmm. with them through the most difficult times that when they get to the other side of it, I get to see that side of them too. I get to see the change. I get to see the growth. I get to see Mm -hmm. the benefit that came from them really digging deep and, you know, doing the work that needs to be done for them to be a healthier version of themselves. And I think right. it's a constant, ever-evolving, ever-changing thing. I, I never want mm-hmm. people to get to the place where they think, I'm, I'm where I need to be. I'm good. No, I'm done. This, this right. right. You know, we're always mm-hmm. growing. We're always right. developing. We're always changing. You know, I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago when it comes to my mentality of certain things. Foundationally, mm-hmm. at the core, absolutely, there are certain things. But down the road, when you look at things, yeah, it's a bit bigger, you know, my, my thoughts has expanded, my concept has expanded, my relationships have evolved, who I am Mm -hmm. has evolved. And so the hope is, is that, you know, you know yourself enough to know when you are falling short, that you say, I just need to do more here. Whether it's a Mm self-help book, whether it's a group, whether it's one-on-one treatment, whatever that looks like, you know, find the support that you need so that you can become that best version of yourself. And if you're a parent, it's not just for you, but it's for the people who are around you. It's for your children to see, you know, mom's not as angry as she used to be, or, you know, Mm -hmm. mom or dad are actually getting along and they're talking and, you know, we're not expecting a fight. You know, it's, it's those types of things where, you know, we want our children to see that we are not perfect. We're, you know, there's the good, mm-hmm. the bad, and the ugly. That's just going to be there. Right. But the hope is is that they will look back and they will say more times than not that overall I became a better person because of what you right. did or what you did with me or how you, you know, because there will be people in their lives that will impact them. But the hope is is you will have the greatest impact and influence because you're their parent. You, you're right. molding them, uh-huh. you're developing them, you know, and you're supporting them in whoever it is that they're going to become, you know, but owning where you mess up and, and saying, I'm sorry, you know, I messed up, you know, I, I, I was wrong here. And 
you know, it makes me <laughs> it makes me think about a time when I was a kid. My brother, I, I had three other siblings, and so mm-hmm. myself and my two younger siblings, we had gotten in trouble with something, with um, something we did not do, but we, my father thought we had did it, and so we got in so much trouble. And at that time, you know, physical dip- discipline as far as whoopings was coming down the pipe, and so we got right. It. And for everybody <laughs> when it was, yeah, we, we got it. And, and so, um, after the fact, my father realized that the information he had gotten was incorrect. And so he mm. had made a mistake in punishing us and mm-hmm. he apologized. He apologized yeah, and he made up for it, which again, as kids, you know, I love kids and their resilience. We were like, it's okay. And then he took us to get ice cream and we were good to go. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It was that simple. It was that simple. But in looking back, you know, he could have just let it be, but he Mm. didn't. He said he was sorry. And, you know, the information he got was wrong. And he, again, said, let me make it up to you. And he took us to get ice cream. Of course, his kids, you're like, yay, we get ice cream. It's all good. You know, that temporary pain Mm -hmm. was over. But, you know, he he modeled for us that it was okay to say, I'm sorry. It's okay mm-hmm. to own the mistakes that you make. And now as a parent, when those moments that I reacted or felt like, you know what, you, you need to step away from this treatment. You know, I've come back and said to my kids, Mom, sorry. I was really tired. Yeah. I was frustrated. And I just reacted right. because I just didn't want to deal with it. And you know what, I shouldn't, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have yelled at you. I shouldn't have told you to, you know, go do whatever. You know, I said I was wrong. And so I think that gives your kids the space to know that, yeah, you mess up. You make mistakes, yeah. but you own it. Right. You own it. And this is how you else. repair it, right? Like saying you, sorry. And you, and you own, yes, you own it and you repair it and you make amends. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's nothing right. wrong with that when you're able to do that. If you can't do that, then you have to say, well, if I'm not apologizing, that means I'm probably not apologizing to other people either when I mess up. Exactly, when you are wrong, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to shift yeah. gears for a second, Yeah. you know, and go back to what you mentioned earlier. I mean, you've been making some awesome points. That's why I just was like, okay, let's let's go. Let's, <laughs> I want to hear what you got to say. So I've been taking notes. Okay. Um, so I believe, you know, that the couple is the foundation of the family unit. I really believe that mm-hmm. um, it's important. I think I shared with you in the past, you know, just people that I know that have, you know, been, um, you know, so focused on only their relationship with their children, they kind of neglect mm-hmm. their spouse. But without that yeah. spouse, you wouldn't have a family. They wouldn't, they wouldn't mm-hmm. have that, you know, with the divorce statistics increasing and family units mm-hmm. dissolving and blended families being created and formed, how can we establish a healthy relationship with each other to model for our children, like what are some <laughs> concrete examples for the married uh, couple or the, you know, the couple of the family that can mm-hmm. model for their kids? I think one of the most important things you have to do is to continue to date your partner. You mm-hmm. know, I jokingly said to my husband once, the things you did to get me, you got to keep doing to keep me. Oh, exactly. It's not I enough think Mary J. Blige had a song like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not a, a, it's a great thing when someone can woo you and they dazzle mm-hmm. you and they think you're the best thing ever and they go above and beyond and all the bells and whistles. I get it. Life happens. Right. Kids happen. You've been together for umpteen years and you just are like, ugh. And you be tired. <laughs> you're tired. Look, number one, tired. you stay tired. I don't care. You just be tired. Not tired. You're tired. You're yeah. Tired. <laughs> I think I think the number one thing you have to do is continue to stay connected to your spouse, and that would be through mm-hmm. intent, being intentional with your time. That, that's that's okay. crucial. Intentional with your time. Like again, my love language is physical touch, mm-hmm. uh-huh, and it's not all. And most people think, "Ooh, sexual." No, it's not. It's genuinely no. hold my hand, rub right. my back. Touch, you right. know, stroke your fingers through my hair, you know, yes. touch, you know, nothing, right. it doesn't have to be, you know, nothing sexual. It could just be you giving me a hug, you know, just being exactly. in the time in my space. And right. my husband's is uh, quality time. So okay. something as simple 
he likes to play um, video games, and he okay. does it as a, for him, it's a de-stressor. So there are times when he gets a new game, and I will hang out with him just uh-huh. because I don't right. care about that game. I am not interested right. in that game. The game makes absolutely no sense. But <laughs> it is what he enjoys. Right. right. Uh-huh. Just like on the flip side, if I say, hey, come and hang out with me, you don't have to talk. Just come and hang out with me, you know, mm-hmm. give me a hood, put your arm around me, or scoot over right. here because I'm cold, you know, mm-hmm. warm me up. It's just it's just the closeness, the proximity that I need. And so I think right. when you have a relationship that's valuable to you, first and foremost, because I'm a person of faith, for me, God is our foundation. For me, right. it wasn't about... Right. If we'll work it out, for me, it's how mm-hmm. are we going to work it out? And so we had that conversation, right. like, it's till the wheels fall off. We're going to do everything we can. Some people take mm-hmm. that, you know, and do run with it and stick it out, good, bad, and you'd be like, ooh, ooh, no, cut that one loose. And others, right. it's like, you know, the obstacles, we go through the challenges, you know, because people forget, being in a relationship, especially marriage, it's work. It's right. not a, yeah fairy tale that you see on TV and, you know, ooh, no. yeah, because the story ends, the movie ends. Right. It doesn't say yep. the other side of it, which is it's all a the roller coaster. It's a roller Absolutely. coaster. Absolutely. You have moments of time where you're very close together, and then you have seasons mm-hmm. where you're not so close. Having right. children creates a space where you cannot sometimes be as close as you'd like to because you have children. Right. And when they're younger, mm-hmm. they need a lot more attention than, oh, yeah. say, an adult person. And so I think sometimes we forget to take off the parent hat and put back mm-hmm. on I'm a woman or I'm a man or mm-hmm. I'm a wife or mm-hmm. I'm a husband. You know, we forget to put yeah. that hat back on. And mm-hmm. when we do that, you look down the road and t- you you change and your kids are grown and they're leaving the house and you're looking at your mm-hmm. partner and they are your stranger. And that's right. Because, What's left? <laughs> right. Our focus has been for twenty some odd years. Our kids. That's our focus. Mm-hmm. Every conversation, every activity, everything. We didn't take time to do vacations together. We didn't take time to go on date nights. We did. You know, my husband mm-hmm. and I. We were, we we do what we like to call day dates. My kids okay. went to school full time together, and nobody <laughs> had to be at home with a child for eight hours. We dropped them jokes right. off at school. And my husband would say, where exactly. we going? We plan, we go to breakfast or we mm-hmm. go to a movie or, right. you know, whatever that looked like. We made the space yep. during Get that it in when you hour. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That, look, and plus, during the day, I'm not sleepy. I don't need to go to bed. I'm wide. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, you know. I know. you Don't you hate off. when you have something planned and then <laughs> you end up being like, I'm so tired, so I don't want to do I'm it so or I can't right. stay up. <laughs> Right, so day dates yes. have worked in our favor where yeah, we that's make really good. space to do mm-hmm. that, and it's not just around our anniversary. It's not just around right. someone's birthday. It's genuinely the yeah. intentional time of saying, let's make some space. And a lot of times people think they have to go above and beyond and go broke. No, no you don't. It's simple. Know your mm-hmm. partner enough to know what makes them happy, even something as simple right. as um, going to work out together. If yes. that's what you like to do, go do it. You know, mm-hmm. my husband and I, a couple of times when our kids were gone um, to visit family, we went on some bike rides. Now, my husband oh, loved yeah. to ride his bike, and I would say to him, dude, uh-huh. I'm not a professional biker. I do this for leisure. Right. Keep up with me, not me keep up with you. Right. So, right. you know, it was, it was, it's those little things. And so I think when you are intentional with, I mean, literally intentional with saying, I want to stay connected to you. Mm-hmm. And it's not just us talking about bills. It's not just talking about kids' activities and schedules. Right. You know, you, that's another time. You create, <laughs> right. You right. You create the space where we stay connected, and it's very mm-hmm. easy when you're going through the day in day out rigor of life that we forget about the other person, and then your kids yeah. fill up such a huge hole in your life with so much of your time mm-hmm. that you forget. Oh my you forget being anything else. You forget being anything mm-hmm. other than a parent. And when you try right. to, even as an individual, when if you're a single parent or even if you're married, we forget about our, we lose our identity. We forget who we are right. before we had mm-hmm. kids. 
since mm-hmm. as a kid, and then you have to reacquaint yourself. So if you forget who you are, imagine how mm-hmm. hard it is to figure out you and to connect to another person who's probably forgot who they were too. So right, because like you, you said, we're steadily trying, we're steadily growing mm-hmm. and learning from mm-hmm. things that we're mm-hmm. experiencing in our day-to-day things, and there's not always with our spouse. So that means they yeah. need to get to know us. And we need to get to yeah. know them. And so we have to be intentional Absolutely. and make that time, Absolutely. put time aside, and not mm-hmm. be talking about bills all the time. Right. <laughs> no, and it, you're, something as simple as, like, you know, I've seen different books and exercises and devotionals, um, you know, especially mm-hmm. for people of faith, where you say, I yeah. tell people all the time, go to a marital retreat or couples workshop at least, right. you know, once a year. If you can take your car to get a tune-up, regularly and oil mm-hmm. change. If you can go to the doctor yep. for annual physicals, go to the dentist twice a year. Like if you can do all these other things, why do you neglect your partnership? Why do you right. assume that yep. that's just gonna work? It's just gonna mm-hmm. work because we made it. No, you have to work at making it work. And so I think mm-hmm. when again you're intentional with the space and the time that you create to stay connected, that means you may find a workbook and say, hey, let's work on this together and discuss this later mm-hmm. and see if something's changed or do an inventory. Um, I love the uh, Prepare and Rich. It's an inventory for couples. And you go okay. to someone who's trained to do the inventory. You pay your money. You do Now they've made it a, a computer version, so you don't even have to go into an office at the time. You can do oh, it wow. at home, right, on the computer. And then there's a person who interprets the results and they tell you your areas that you're strong in, which usually you do know, right. and then the areas that you need to work on. And okay. we call those growth areas. And in those growth areas okay. is where we make the space to talk about the things that may be challenging or just the difficulties. You know, again, we jump into certain things like, oh, I got this, or it's, I'm a parent, mm-hmm. surprise, we having a baby, and then you're like, I don't know how to do right. this. <laughs> right, right, it's a matter. right. So I, Right. So I think it's a matter of if there is there is multiple resources available for helping you to mm-hmm. become your best self, you know, then use those resources. Use them because okay. that's what they're there for to make you better. If it's even something as simple as, honey, you know, let's make this space where we may if you're again, if you're a person of faith where you say, you know, let's sit down mm-hmm. and pray together. So let's write out right. a list of things we want to pray about together. Mm-hmm. Um, or a list of things that you want me to pray for for you. And that mm-hmm. creates an intimate space for the two of you to connect right. um and build a relationship. If it's something as simple as, Oh, let's review these devotionals and let's talk about it later this week about what your thoughts are mm-hmm. about what we read. Okay, great. Right. You know, even better. Or right. Whatever that thing may be or thing you feel like you can do as a couple to stay connected or to rebuild mm-hmm. connection, you know, and is right. it going to be awkward? Yes. Is it going to be uncomfortable? Yes. Are you going to be frustrated because you feel like you should know these things? Yes. But mm-hmm. don't give up. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. stop. Keep trying. You know, keep trying. And if that means that you go to couples counseling by yourself to figure out you so that you can actually right. talk to your partner, that's okay mm-hmm. too. I've seen couples um, where I only see one part of the couple because that person right. is like, I'm just trying to figure me out and how I can have a conversation with them without it leading into something more. And so, again, that's them taking right. the time to know them, to know themselves mm-hmm. and to say, I want to be a better version of me, not just for other people, but for me. You know, yeah. because when it's all mm-hmm. said and done, I want to be able to say, I like you. <laughs> I like being with right. you. And even, mm-hmm. you know, even if I'm not in a relationship, I like being with me. I like spending time with mm-hmm. myself. You know, people laugh yep. at me when I say, oh, I go, I go to the movies by myself. And they're like, why? And I was like, I'm not talking during the movie no way. So going to a movie, I'm fine with. I'm going to enjoy right. the movie. If I decide right. to take myself out to get something to eat, I've done that too because I'm comfortable mm-hmm being by myself, but I'm also okay in being with other people. But you have to have the balance. You know, I think we weren't created to do this life alone. We were created to no, be we're not. In, in relation, not necessarily relationship, but to have connections with other people. With other Whether people, it's right. And that's, 
or if it's friendship. It, it doesn't matter the mm-hmm. type of relationship, but just know you were built to be connected. You weren't made to be alone. Yeah, you're not alone. supposed to be alone. Right. Mm. And I think that no. brings us back to your first point, which is being a complete and whole person. You have to kind mm-hmm. of have that self-awareness, self-love in order mm-hmm. to extend that to others, your children and Absolutely. your Absolutely. I I have nothing to give you if I can't give it to myself. You know, the running joke a couple years ago, I started practicing yoga. Now, most people, Mm -hmm. when they practice yoga, they apply the principles of yoga. For me, I, again, as a person of faith, I have scriptures that I can reference when they Mm -hmm. bring up certain points. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a scripture that goes to this. And so I'll meditate on that intent or that space of the scripture for myself during my yoga practice. And I loved it. It was a great intentional space for stretching (laughs) and Mm -hmm. relaxing and slowing things down and being able to just kind of close all the outside noise out. And so when I did that, you know, the few times that I, I mean, I did it pretty intentionally like three, four days a week, um, for Ooh. like a year or so. That was like all I was doing, <laughs> yoga and running, yoga and running. And so Ooh. one night I didn't go, and my husband was like, uh, I need you to go find your center. <laughs> ah, he's like, you need to put that up. <laughs> right, because he saw the difference. He saw mm-hmm. how, how, I, how how the space had been created for me to slow things down and how, yeah. you know, as he put it, you're so zen. You know, it was a joke, but at the same time, he noticed, just like I knew, that there was a difference when I went to practice because I mm-hmm. could feel myself slowing down to just be, to be calm, to be in a space right. of just being content. And so mm-hmm. whatever it is that you need to do to take care of you, it literally impacts those persons around you. You know, everybody experiences the difference of who you become or who you are as you get to a better space for yourself. And I I don't Mm -hmm. think it's a way of being, I don't think it's being selfish. I think it's really in essence, you growing and evolving. And the benefit of you becoming this more complete self is that in your relationships, you do change, you do interact and become a little bit different, but it's not in a, it doesn't have to be in a bad way. It can be in a good way. Right, they can say, oh, my gosh, I love that you're doing this. You know, again, the joke mm-hmm. my husband was like, you need to go find your center. You need to go to yoga tonight. And yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. he saw that. He saw that difference. <laughs> right, he saw it. And so, you know, I was like, at first I was kind of, what? But then I said, but it's yeah. noticed. He but it's interesting it because I wonder, different. did your kids notice too? They could tell, oh, mommy, she chill. She they would say, like, it's funny how much they, they know me because mm-hmm. if I, I leave the house in certain clothes, you want to work out? Yes, I am. If I leave the house in okay. certain way, you go into a meeting? Yes. It's this day, Mom, you're going to a meeting? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Usually when I went to yoga, um, they associated with just being going to work out. That's how they put it. You're going to work okay. out because the classes okay. I would take were normally in the mornings when I would take them to school. And then a couple mm-hmm. of classes I took in the evening. And it would be my husband doing the whole, you know, bedtime routine. And then when I would come home, right. they would already be in the bed. So I okay. think for them, they just associated my attire with mom's going to work out. That was just the term. Yeah. Um, mom's going to work out. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter what it was. Mom's going to work out. Yeah, and she so, got old. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think if anything, you know, there have been moments where they've said something about other stuff, which made me to say, yeah. Ooh, yeah, they they're watching. They see me. They're you know, watching. Oh, they, yeah, yeah. Which which is why mm-hmm. I say it's very important to be not just you don't have to walk around on eggshells and kind of guard it, but I right. think it's just a matter of being mindful of what you're doing because your kids are watching, whether they're small right. or they're teenagers or adults. We're always watching what our parents are doing. We're always watching yeah. those people who had mm-hmm. the most influence around us because. We want to talk to them. We want to ask them questions. You know, I'm 40, almost 44 this year. There are still things mm-hmm. that I inquire of my, my, my parents. You know, yeah, things I yeah. still feel like I can learn from them, even though I've been mm-hmm. living this long. They, they've been living longer, you know, longer, and I right. appreciate yeah. the wisdom and the experience 
of those mm-hmm. that have done things before me. Have they done it the exact same way? No. But are right. there things that I can probably learn from them? Absolutely. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. They, I see they it, have yeah. made their mistakes. Yeah, they make their mistakes and they say, this is why I messed up. This is what you need to do differently. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever that may look like. Or, or maybe they just say, don't do it the same way I did it. And then they explain to you right. why. You know, I think I think mm-hmm. it's just a matter of if we're open to receiving what people have to say to us, um, that helps us to determine those little nuggets if they kind of benefit us and help us, or right. if those things, you know, become stumbling blocks and they are right. to our detriment. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a matter of really yeah. just again knowing yourself and being intentional with what you do, with what you right. um, practice or try or implement or take out. Just be mm-hmm. mindful of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, parenting is one big teachable moment, <laughs> one moment <laughs> after the next. <laughs> yes, and you learn and you learn a lot about yourself as a parent. You may learn you have no. Yeah, patience. we do. You may learn yep. that you are great in this thing, but not great at that. I mean, you really learn a lot about yourself. Not that you want to have a trial and error with a kid, but <laughs> it mm-hmm. really is. <laughs> That's what we do you know. Right it it really is. It's just that because right. there is no perfect. There is no perfect parent. There is no perfect relationship. Mm-hmm. There is no perfect right. anything. Like there's only lessons where you learn. You know, not yeah. necessarily failures. I don't think it's always a failure. I think it's just a lesson that you learn. And yeah, if you don't learn definitely. that lesson, you're going to keep repeating that same thing. But hopefully. Yeah. It's not viewed as this failure. It's a lesson that I've learned. It's a lesson that I'm right. learning. You know, mm-hmm. it's something that I'm growing in and, and, and evolving in. So, again, yeah. it, it is one of those things where you're going to make mistakes. Own that. Get nothing mm-hmm. else. Own the mistakes you're going to make. Accept that you are not perfect. You are not flawless. You're not anything that none of these songs have made about you. <laughs> you <laughs> exactly. You, you acknowledge that I'm imperfect, I'm inside, yeah, I'm a mess up, but the difference right. is I'm going to own it and I'm going to try and improve or do better, you know, right. I, I'll do yeah. better. I love it, I love it, but we're in our last little three minutes, that went fast. <laughs> I'm so glad we got, we touched on a lot of awesome points, seriously, like, um, oh. you know, I definitely want to have you on again, this is great. So I just want to kind of recap some things. Yeah. Um, you kind of started off telling us what the healthy relationships were, which is to just be a complete and whole person first and compliment one another, not relying on that person to be your better half or, you know, to complete mm-hmm. you. The second thing, just being an effective communicator, communicator, which is so key in a lot of relationships, you know, with your spouse, with your children, you need to make sure you're communicating and keep that door open for communication. And number mm-hmm. three, being able to establish boundaries and say no when you need to and kind mm-hmm. of maybe you need to guard your time or maybe you need that space even mm-hmm. within the home. Like you said, doors are mm-hmm. just another um, symbol of a boundary, and it doesn't have to be permanent. It can be um, temporary or just for a moment mm-hmm. so you can regroup and, and kind of get to know yourself. And then also just valuing different things, valuing, valuing your relationships, um, when you're co-parenting and just the fact that you are your child's first relationship, really value that because you have to um, remember they're watching and be mm-hmm. mindful of that. Um, and then going to counseling and digging deep like that, that's the one of components of like finding your support. Um, and you also mentioned going to groups like um Self-help groups or support groups, Mm -hmm. looking at self-help books, Mm -hmm. Um, owning your mistakes, which is so important because if we don't teach kids how to repair or at least how to, um, you know, you you can't always solve everything, but they can at least Mm -hmm. own their mistakes if they've seen that you've done it. It's not so hard for them to go ahead and do it. And then as a mm-hmm. couple, just stay connected because, you know, and there's different ways to do that. You said continue to date, be intentional with your time, which is very important, and knowing each other's love language. And I, we love the love languages, so we definitely have the same page with that. And just acknowledge that you're not perfect. No parent is perfect. 
Even though mm-hmm. we may, you know, really value the things that our parents have taught us, you know, we know that they've overcome some obstacles to get there. It wasn't a smooth sailing. So, oh, these, all of these are awesome points. So I'm so glad you came <laughs> on today, Trina. <laughs> I'm so glad you welcomed me. I really enjoyed our conversation. I enjoyed hanging out with you. It was enjoyable. Yay. Really, really enjoyable. Good. So I'd love to have Dr. Copeland on again in the fall, and um, we're going to wrap up our show today, and like I said, just be the best you that you can always be, one positive step at a time. Thank you for listening. Peace. 